0: Um. again because of the second time we can't go through
1: every nook and cranny of the body but if you do a study of the body and you realize how your wife meaning the the nerves and the how, how God created how God created this body and how the nerves take in energy, use the energy to send signals to to the brain that then create the the, the the ability for these five senses to trigger off to experience uh the physical world. Then there's a part of us that when it triggers the solar plexus it triggers the, the the spiritual part of us. So we are, when the scripture says we are fearfully and wonderfully made, believe that. Believe that. Um. um, um and as I told you over the next few weeks, we're, we, we'll we deal with this a lot in the chakras. Um, if you all remember the chart without having to look at it, you'll remember the seven... The seven chakras, three of them are perfectly aligned. Well, four of them are perfectly aligned. They're all perfectly aligned, but when you go into a particular position, which is prostration, well, not prostration, bowing over, before you go into prostration and you bow over and we put our hands on our knees, then four of those chakras are in perfect alignment. And what we don't realize is, again, it is the energy that's coming into our bodies at the moment we're in that position. We come up from that position and then we go back down, we put our heads to the ground. And again, when you tie in the fact that Allah says face Mecca. Now, if we just deal with the traditional point, we'll say everybody faces Mecca because it shows union and brotherhood of Muslims all around the world. That's a safe answer. But if you dig deeper you actually find out it it deals with the energy that's coming from Mecca that is energizing the entire energy grid. Again, this is why Allah tells us Mecca is the first of all cities. This is this is the power plant. And this is why God protects Mecca. This is why He has made it clear that nobody nobody can attack it. Nobody can uh distort it. And this is why, if you think about it, the Zionists have their targets on Mecca in Islam. Because this, I, I've said before, Islam is the one thing that stands in the way of them not wanting the monotheistic viewpoint. But then when you go a little bit deeper besides that, this is about energy. I told you, whoever controls Saudi Arabia and, and, and all that area, you basically have absolute control over the entire energy grid. This is this is beyond oil. This this is dealing with our souls. So when, when, when we talk about they want our souls, they literally want our souls. That that energy that's empowering you. Okay, so quick question and sister Samaya, I'll start with you since you were the last one to talk. Uh amongst secret societies
0: what is one
1: thing that you are familiar with, if you are familiar with anything that they all have in common
0: besides being a secret societies? <laughs> secret societies
2: as as a whole or as in the the
1: let me let me specify it a different
0: way. What main doctrine or belief or teaching do most secret societies hold to wow
2: um well i mean they they have they have their god okay that which is not our god okay um, okay so i i guess what um without, I guess, narrow being, most secret societies, I don't know if I'm wrong in saying this, they believe, and when I say they have their God, generally speaking, just just like those of
0: uh, the...
2: I'm just going to leave it like that. I'm at, they, and, and <laughs> it seems as though that whatever their God is, it always points back to a certain God or a certain, okay. and I'm not saying God like, I acknowledge them to be God, but they believe that that's the true God, the ultimate I got power. you. Okay. Got you.
1: Got you. Okay. Sister Venus, what would be your viewpoint? That uh, most all secret societies have in common when it comes to the doctrine and their beliefs. Okay.
3: One of the things things I'm going to say, they all live by the oath. The oath is, of course, one of the oaths, of course, from what you've taught us previously in the past is they put it in front of your face. They put it out there without actually letting you know What it is that they're putting out there, but it's out there. They don't have to necessarily tell you this is A, B, and C. As long as they put it out there in some way or another, you know, it's out there. That's one of the things. Second thing is they live by is from something that we've talked over the years, of course, the time here is they got this other do as by will.
1: Okay, okay. They all got
3: about it, "do do as I will" uh, segmentation or whatever you want to call it. And okay. another thing they all do and all have in common, as far as in their doctrine or whatever from previous classes that you taught us, is all the sacrifices: blood sacrifices, urinary sacrifices, sexual sacrifices. They all go through all these the, the rituals of the sacrifices. Okay.
0: okay. Uh,
1: okay. I can
3: name a bunch, but i ain't gonna take up too much time.
0: Got you, got you. Okay, Sister so, in your viewpoint, what did they all have in common? Jai. Oh, there you go. Okay. Dark uh, darkness. Uh, darkness, darkness, darkness. Yeah. Darkness. Okay. okay. And all, all right. This. The other. Mhm. Okay. So all that we just said is
1: true, but the one thing if you research secret societies, particularly the dark ones, that they all have in common, which is a common teaching is the quest for immortality. Ah. The quest for immortality. They all are looking for the key to living forever, and they actually know the key to, to immortality, and they keep that key from the rest of us, which takes us back to the subject of energy. So, uh, 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 before we get into the scriptures tonight, uh, uh I'm gonna put this last thing in here. The one chakra that is the most or I shouldn't say the most important. One of the most important is the crown chakra. And the crown chakra is the one that sits above the head. The man or the woman who can activate all six chakras along with the crown chakra has stepped into a an arena of almost becoming uh and when I say this, I, I'm I'm kind of saying like how Tina said it I, said it. I'm not necessarily saying literally a god, but you'll get what I'm saying. Uh a person who can activate that
0: one literally becomes almost a god in the in the sense of uh abilities. Um, they don't get sick, they don't age.
1: Um there's a man right now that has activated his uh seventh chakra. He activated it some years ago. He's still alive today. But what, what's amazing about this man is there are pictures of him from nineteen thirty something. And then there's pictures of him today. And this man is still alive somehow. Some ways, man, still living, and the, the the crazy thing is, he still looks the same way he did in a picture back in 1930 something. So, so again, it kind of goes back to that when your energy levels are high, it can actually slow down the aging process. It can actually change the natural course of your body in a roundabout way, and that's why I made the statement on Wednesday night. You know, there are people who just have high amounts of energy, and they don't really think about it that way.
4: Mm -hmm. But
1: then I ask the question, what about the people who do know this science of energy, and they utilize it? And if you all remember, I told you all before that in certain secret societies, they, 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 they live for very, very long periods of time. Um, some of the darker ones even go as far as transferring from one body to another. Is that possible? It is very much possible. And then they played a movie for you to let you know it was possible. It was called, what was that movie called where they was taking over people's bodies? Um, what'd you say, Venus? I
3: said body snatchers.
1: No, not body snatchers. Uh, Get out. Get out.
3: Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. Get out. Where, 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 what we watched was entertainment, but what most didn't realize is that, yeah, there, there are people who actually practice such things because they have, they have a thirst for immortality. Now, when your energy levels are completely met, so, so so if you can imagine, um, within your body, the seven energy wheels, And like Tina said, when you breathe in, the ruach comes into your lungs, flows through your body like water, and then it hits each one of those wheels to activate them. But the way it works is this. If you can imagine ruach going down to the root chakra, coming up out the root chakra, intertwining itself to the solar plexus, then come back out, then intertwine itself to the chakra above that one, and it keeps going up and up and up until the energy uh, connects itself to each one. But it goes in a spiral because you have to remember energy moves in a a circle. This is why if you ever pay attention when you drain the tub or the sink, a vortex happens. Everybody ever Mm -hmm. notice that, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Have you ever paid attention to no matter where you are in the world, the water spins the same way when you let it go down the drain? Mm-hmm. Why is that? Why is it no matter where you are in the world and you drain the tub or the
0: sink, the water goes into a vortex counterclockwise? Why? Hmm. Counterclockwise. Counterclockwise. i thinking about it. Wait a minute, you sure it's counter?
1: Yeah, the other way around. I'm too. <laughs> Me too. Yeah. i <laughs> will
0: have to check that out next time. I
3: thought for sure it was clockwise, but I didn't. I didn't too.
0: So, so if 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 we watched it rather counter. Counter clockwise, counterclockwise. Question I want to know right now is why does the water spin? That's why tornadoes spin, right?
3: <laughs>
0: right. I mean, that's another question.
1: Why,
3: why do tornado it spin? It's like like when we when we look like when they show pictures. I don't know how do this, but like in space, like the galaxy, uh, whatever the, uh, what they call it, the Milky Way and all of that, um, it's also in motion, too. And when, and, when, and when turtles open up, they do the
2: same thing, too. Got you, got you, got you. So does, does, um, does gravity have
1: anything to do
2: with it? Because gravity is energy.
0: Is there a such thing as gravity? You told us a long time ago that there was
1: that. And that's why I brought it up. just something to make you think. Is gravity an actual law? And what's amazing is if you look up the subject of gravity, it admits to you that gravity is a theory. Not necessarily been proven. We just made up something to try to explain something that we couldn't explain. So, But then when you dig deeper into the sciences that nobody knows about no more, you actually find out, Mr. that gravity does not exist. In the sense of what we've been told gravity is. What causes what we call gravity is the continuous spin of the sun and the moon that creates this energy vortex. That's why I said the sun is a positive charge. The moon is a negative charge. You need a positive and a negative to connect together to create voltage. Now, down here, it looks as though the sun and the moon are moving real slow. But if you go up there, you actually figure out that the sun and the moon are moving around the flat Earth pretty, pretty fast and they move at a pace that it can generate energy.
0: Did did you know that if you spin fast enough, you can create energy around yourself? Now, this doesn't mean go out and try to spin around people and then look crazy, because you're just out spinning,
1: them,
4: spinning them in a
1: circle. <laughs> but if you ever experiment with it, if you take your hands out, and, and put them out like a T and just start spinning, you will actually feel your body pressing against the force that we call ether. Prana. You can feel it to, to some degree. Now, if you're more sensitive to it, you can, you can actually feel, feel the buildup that you're doing by spinning that particular energy in that area around. So when you walk, Rather, left, right, backwards, forward, you are disrupting particles and atoms, and you're causing energy to fluctuate and move. Um, Energy gets deep when you really start looking into it. So back to immortality. This is what they're after, and this is what they try to keep from us. But I want to show you this tonight. I've taught immortality in the past. And just really never went into a lot of details about why I believe in
0: immortality um uh uh, so first, let's deal with this. Sora twenty sora twenty, and we're going to go to I one hundred. Or let's just go to one,
1: one sixteen. I had twenty, and we'll start at verse one sixteen. Sister Jay, can you read this before me as I get ready for this other one?
0: And I might stop you here and there. And when we said unto the angels, fall prostrate before Adam. They fell prostrate, all save you, belief. He refused. Therefore we said, O Adam, this is an enemy unto you. And unto you. So let him drive you both out of the garden so that you so that
1: you come to soil. Okay, stop there for a moment. So we know from the Quran that a lot details this story in several different ways. One time he tells us that he told the man, Satan is an open enemy to you, so don't listen to him. Another time he tells us something very similar, and then we have this, where God again tells Adam, he's your enemy. What's amazing is is that Satan must have had a really good mouthpiece to be able to delude The man, after his own creator had told him from day one, this is an enemy to you. Don't listen to him. But yet, somehow, Satan was able to use his lip service and get the man to follow along with his words. And so, this same devil is very tricky today, where God has told mankind that he's an open enemy to us. So, we should treat him as such. But yet... Satan somehow finds a way in with his mesmerizing and his delusions.
0: All right, read. It is vouchsafed unto you that thou hungerest not therein, nor art naked. And thou thirstest not therein, nor art exposed to the sun's heat. But the devil whispered stop, to him. Stop, 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 stop. Notice, God
1: starts off by telling the man, Satan is an enemy. Don't listen to him so that you don't leave the garden. Everybody see that? Mm -hmm. Yes. So then God comes back in details, number one. It is assured to you that you will neither be hungry nor naked. So you have an assurance you will not be hungry nor will you be naked. What's the next assurance again?
0: Read it again, Sister Jehovah, the next assurance. Thou thirstest not therein, nor art exposed to the sun's heat. Okay, so second assurance, you won't be
1: thirsty, nor will the sun even affect you. So in paradise, it would appear that the sun is still shining. So the sun that affects us somehow can affect where this location is. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Mm
4: -hmm.
1: So do understand that this great light that the creator placed in the sky that creates the energy for the entire universe
0: does not just affect our, our realm. It affects all the realms. Because, again, we're reading about paradise. Man has, it, man has not yet got to earth yet. So so this goes back again because this has been that argument amongst church, was the garden eaten on earth
1: or was the garden eaten in heaven somewhere? And it's both. And the reason we say both is because when you understand heaven is but nothing more than a dimension, and I keep trying to explain that all these dimensions are all intertwined with each other, and we all live here as just of humans. We live in the lowest realm of gross matter. And this has been the goal, whether we realize it or not, it is to free ourselves from the matter. Not necessarily die, but free ourselves from the matter. Did you know that you can free yourself from matter and yet still be alive? Meaning, you have learned how to live in the physical world, but at the same time, you have come to the conclusion that you are a spiritual being that just lives in the physical world. Um, uh, Sister Venus asked a question last class about have, has anyone ever felt their spirit inside? And I want to, I want you to think about something. How many of you have actually took time during your day or just wherever you are to look through your eyes and realize that the eyes that you are looking through are not your
0: eyes. Has anyone ever done that or had that thought before? I've done
4: it
0: plenty of times. So so when you when you start to intentionally focus on the
1: fact that you live in a body and that you're seeing through a body, you start connecting with who you really are inside. Now, that doesn't mean the body doesn't get problems. It doesn't mean that all of a sudden you become perfect. But you have an awakening that you realize that your body is not you. And then you start getting this charge that you are not limited to the body. We're not. We're not limited to the body. The only reason we are limited to this body is because our minds think we are. You free your mind, the body will follow. I'll change the words to the song. Free your mind, and the body will follow. So, so, so. Um, I brought up the energy flowing through each chakra. Now, if you can picture what I'm talking about, J. if you could picture what I was talking
0: about of the energy flowing through each chakra, what would it look like to you? Swirling in the v- vortex. Say it again. Swirling around in the, in the vortex. Okay, but the swirl is going through
1: each chakra, mm-hmm. goes in one way, comes out the other, then goes up through the back way of the other one, comes out the front, comes out, comes through the front one, goes out the back, comes back through the other one, and it just intertwines so till they're all connected. So you call that, That would look like a vortex to you. Sister Venus, how would that look
0: to you?
3: Well, um... The picture that I get, I know this is probably an unusual type of picture. But have you ever seen like one of those like the the two things that is a long little, but on each end they kind of go out like to the side, um, like it's a a a, a boss or, 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 or like a V shape kind of girl. hmm I see it as like a two thing going in and out. But what I really wanted to say also to add to that when you ask that question, Sister Lord, I got to thinking about that that big bang of light of that okay. picture that you showed us um in one of the classrooms.
0: You know, PowerPoint thing. Okay, okay, okay. That, uh, yeah, that's. Okay, okay. Sister Samaya, what comes to your mind based on the description that I gave?
2: Ah, uh, wow, based on the description you gave? Uh huh. You mean about the swirling and all of that?
0: Of, of the ruach swirling and connecting through each chakra. Yeah. Um
2: I have to say I kinda regressed on that one. Um I got you. I, I kinda think of the energy as a form of not a form of light, but um yeah. Something radiant or radi radiating or um Yeah.
0: Okay. Um, now Going back to what Venus said, keep in mind that with these sciences,
1: one of the things they do, they put it right in your face. Therefore, they can't say fully they hid it from you because they showed it to you, but by keeping knowledge from you, you didn't see it. So most of us that grew up in church, we saw the chakras and we saw the energy wrapped around the chakras. When we saw the serpent wrapped around a tree, the serpent represents energy. Now, when you get into the symbolism of these pictures that we call religious pictures, it it gets, like I keep trying to explain, it gets into a deeper explanation. So the serpent wrapped around the pole is, the pole represents the spine with the chakras going down down it. And the serpent represents the energy. And this is why I've said in the past, when you understand the significance of the serpent, not what we learned in church and Christianity we through religion, but the true understanding of the serpent, you will now understand why the serpent has been dealt or, or given um, the title. Uh,
0: it deals with wisdom. Has anyone ever heard that the serpent deals with wisdom? Mm.
2: Yeah,
0: he, he, uh, yeah. Okay, so the reason why the serpent is depicted as
2: wise
1: is because once the head of the serpent reaches the crown chakra and the third eye is open and the crown is open, this person now is tapped into the spiritual world unlike anybody, any other human. There's knowledge, spiritual knowledge that they can perceive. There are things that they know about people without knowing them. Um, again, the the higher you get in this energy, the more in tune you become with the other world. Um, me personally, just to test myself, just to see how high my frequency is, I'll do certain things throughout the day on purpose. Like um, if I get mail, before I open the, the letter, at work, I'll hold it in my hand, and I'll try to use my inner self to look at the letter to determine what it is before I open it. And then once I get the information, and I, I feel this is what it is, this is who it's from, this is what it's about. That That's what my gut tells me. And then I open it, and sure enough, and again, it's not every word, every detail, but it's enough that you'd be like, God dang, how did you know that? <laughs> Um, or sometimes when the phone rings, I won't, I won't flip it right away to see the, who's on the caller ID, on the caller ID. I'll try to use my spidey senses as <laughs> I like to call it when I'm being funny. A spidey senses so I can determine who it is calling before I look at the phone to see who it is calling. Um, and again, the difference of what I'm explaining versus what, what dark people do is i'm not using it to show off these are things that i do within myself just to show myself you 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 not crazy you are fine tuning the ruach in you but again i don't go out in public and say watch this give me your hand you ate tacos for breakfast this morning whoa how did you know so that that's the difference of what I mean by knowing you have these abilities versus abusing these abilities cuz you just want to show off and show people what what you can do with them. That's where you start going down a dark path. Yes. If you can look at people and pick up things about them kudos. It is a gift that God has given you, but it does not mean we now go out and just start trying to read everybody just because we can. So we can we can be popular. That's 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 the one that can read
0: people. Now, if God says say it, then we say it. So so uh, uh, again, the serpent. Um, ha, ha, have you all ever heard of the word kundili? What's the word? Kundili. Uh (laughs) Completely. What you say,
1: Venus? I want you to say what you said again. I I (laughs) heard you. I want you to say it again.
0: Say it again. What you say? (laughs) No, not completely. Completely.
3: Okay, I heard. Say it again. What's the first letter of the word? K.
0: K. Why don't you spell it for us? K-U-N-D-A-L-I-N-I. Matter of fact, uh, matter of fact, if you all either get the dictionary or Google the
1: dictionary meaning, is it, it, I believe the word should be in the dictionary. It's a
0: Sanskrit word, but I think it's in the English dictionary. Now, as you're looking for it, keep in mind that the word chakra is a Sanskrit word also.
1: Sanskrit being one of the oldest languages in the world. So uh, um, um, there are words that they use that describe things. Like uh, Kundili, for instance. So when you deal with a Christian on the word or the subject of Kundili, they will outright tell you that's the devil. Mm
0: -hmm. That is
1: the devil. I can't even believe you even studying something about Kundili. Mm -hmm. And the reason why
0: Kundili is
1: considered the devil to the Christian is because Kundili is always described as a snake or a serpent. But there's a reason for it. It's not saying that it's a snake. not saying that it's a serpent. But because of what this word means and how the energy moves and coils itself around the spine is where the ancients got the depiction of a serpent, which they would call kundili. Did
0: anybody find the word? Mm-hmm. What do you got, Sister J. Hart? kundalini is described as a sleeping dormant potential force in the human organism it is one of the components of an esoteric description of the subtle body which consists of nad, nadis energy channels nadis yeah psychic centers Kungili. prana Kungili. Subtle energy and bindu drops of essence. Okay. So Sister Jeha, in the
1: definition that you just read for the Sanskrit word kundi, did you read anything demonic, satanic, anything? No. Nope. Nope. It simply means that there is a force laying dormant inside the human. And when the humans start arousing that force, it starts to rise up and wrap itself around the spine because it goes through each chakra. Like I said, it it goes through, comes out, comes through the next one. So this is why I'm trying to get you to see energy flows. It never stands still. Energy is constantly flowing either in you or out of you. In you, out of you. Um. One one thing, this is off subject, but it, it, I'll tie it into the subject. One thing that I've been experimenting with in my experiment times is learning that the Earth, not only just Earth, but the universe expands and contracts, expands and contracts. And today I was actually standing outside and I was in, tuning in. With Earth to feel its contraction and its release, and as it, as I was feeling it, contract, release, contract, release, and I could feel the energy moving back and forth. It came to my mind: this is almost
0: like how God created us with lungs. So it let me know that the universe is breathing. Does it make sense what I'm saying?
3: Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Also, she kind of also kind of describes like uh, childbirth too: contracting, releasing, contracting. <laughs> so, 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 if you
1: actually do a study on physics, science actually tells us that yes, Earth is expanding, but yet it contracts at the same time. It contracts, it expands. It contracts, it expands. Contracting meaning uh, closing up or shutting down, kind of shutting down kind of, then opening back up. Kind of like if you can
0: imagine your lungs. When you breathe in, your lungs expand. When you breathe out, the lungs contract. Medical lady, is that correct? Yes. Ouch, ouch. Baby, we scratch you. Yes. All
1: right. Sister sister Beatus, did you find Koodili? I did. What's it say for yours?
3: I found give me one moment. It said so I was just looking at this. It said it's a intense energy surges through the body and spine or a milder sensation of energy working in some area of the body, such as feeling, a tingling sensation in the brain, energetic and empowering, ability to tolerate certain people your energy body rejects them.
1: Okay. Now, I've been to places where they purposely tapped into this, what they call tapping into kudili And it's amazing of the things that I observed. So for instance, I watched the person tap into it and then all of a sudden they started shaking and and rocking back and forth and and their hands were in the air and they were kinda just swaying back and forth and the next thing I knew they passed out. They just they just <laughs> It's kinda of like being that church with just no catchers. Saw another person tap into it and they started shaking uncontrollably, just shaking. And 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 it basically seeing all these people shaking and walking around touching each other and passing the energy on from now to the next person. And then when they would touch that person, that person would just start shaking and, and, and going to an, an ecstatic moment. Does that sound familiar to you all at all? hmm yeah. <laughs> <Like, laughs> yeah. What you see going on in what you see going on in for a lot of time. Yeah. <laughs> so that's why I tell people, how do we knock somebody else's practices when we do the same thing, just call it something different? So in mm-hmm. essence, what I'm getting at is we are doing the same thing. We are dealing with the same energy. But because of the way we think about it, one's right, one's wrong. But when you sit down and put them together, they're both telling the same story, just in a different way. So some people say, you know, that the power of the Holy Ghost hit me, Tristatina, and I just felt a tingly sensation just from the top of my head to the soles of my feet. And it just felt like this fire was just running all through me, and my body started shaking. You all get what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And this would be the same description of person who has tapped into what they would call kundili would describe to you Happen to them. So without using the Sanskrit word and just breaking it down, what it's showing us is, is that there is a level of energy that we can tap into, and that level of energy causes such an impact on our bodies that our bodies react to them. Whether that be you fall out because you can't handle it, whether that be you start shaking, some cry, some laugh. It really all depends on the person and that and the effects of the power on the body. So, so, so when when you are dealing with your energy, yes, there is a way that you can charge yourself up. That when you go around other people, your energy can affect other people. And I've already shown this from the negative point of view. So if I could be mad and then walk into a room mad and then everybody can know something wrong with him because he just seemed mad. It's
0: so, the energy is so thick, you can cut it with a knife. And it affects the entire environment.
2: Uh,
0: I, I remember once we were at church, but we were over at the bullpen.
1: And I can't remember who it was that upset me, but somebody upset me and I was in the office before I came out for the service. And I was heated. And uh 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 I can't remember who it was that came back and they came back and they knocked on the door. They said, Pastor, are you okay? I said, Yeah, I'm fine. I said it just like that, I'm fine and they said, No, you're not. No, you're not and and I never forget this day. They told me, they said, Look,
0: Your spiritual
1: power is so strong that when you get frustrated, like, it it fills the whole building to the point everybody's aware you're frustrated. And I never thought of it like that. I never thought of it like that. But then I started realizing that, yeah, when, when energy levels are high, whether it be anger, joy, whatever, you can affect other people around you. So if you are a joyful person full of life and full of joy, it's bound to affect other people one way or another. Either it's going to repel them away from you or it's going to draw them to you. Those that be repelled from it, that lets me know right off the bat because you don't want peace and joy. You've got some devils that don't like this energy. And a lot of times I've learned in my Walk in ministry that sometimes you don't even have to verbally address spirits when they're dealing with people. You just consciously let your energy flow and drive the thing out. Just drive it out. You don't have to say a word. You don't have to say I cast you out. Come out. I say nothing. Just drive it out. And one of two things will happen: either a the person will get up and dismiss themselves from your presence, or b the thing will manifest. And you know how that goes. <laughs> you know how that goes. Manifestation happens. Okay,
0: let's finish reading this. Oh, Tina, did you find anything about Kundili that was different than what we just heard?
2: Um, I just, I went to, um I went to Wikipedia, and it kind of talked about other things. <laughs> 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 Uh in now, particularly it made,
1: Go ahead, go ahead. In particular what? I
2: was just gonna say in particularly it made reference in in Hinduism, in in Hinduism and it also made reference to Sanskrit
0: Okay, okay. Now in Sanskrit the word kundili simply means circle. Hmm. Or coil.
2: So they have coiled snakes.
0: And again, the reason why snake comes up is because
1: if you can see the energy with your own eyes of how it wraps. If you all ever seen Mm -hmm. the snake when it's it's resting, how it (laughs) wraps itself in a coil. But then when you disturb that snake, the snake starts to uncoil itself the snake don't just get up and take off it will uncoil mm-hmm. itself then take off huh. so this is why the ancients chose this coil work because the energy wraps around at in the root chakra so it, it it basically lays rest in the root chakra and, and solar plexus when you purposely start agitating it, what would you say Venus?
3: Oh,
1: well, after you, die, after you finish, I'm sorry. Oh, you're good, you're good. When you purposely start agitating that energy, purposely start agitating it. Now, is there a scripture for agitating energy? There is. Your Bible says,
0: stir it up. We just never looked at it in the sense of what I'm talking about. So when you actually stir yourself up, you are
1: agitating the energy. And I don't use agitation in a negative uh light, but you, you get what I'm saying. You start probing at it. You start priming the pump to get 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 it get it going. It's kinda of like exercise. Before people exercise, they always do stretches and stuff like that to get the blood flowing, right? Mm-hmm. So it's the same thing with your energy. Sometimes there are things that you can do to stir yourself up to get the energy flowing. One being speaking in other tongues, where you can shut your mind down to dig deep down to your solar plexus and then get the energy agitated. And trust me, for those of us who speak in tongues or have ever experienced tongues, you know within yourself when you have reached a moment of praying in tongues that you have agitated Energy in you, mm-hmm. okay, Sister Jai. For example, now, again, by our personalities, each of us are different, and we react differently when our energy is agitated. Sister Jai cries when her energy is agitated. So, so for me, when Sister Jai starts crying, I know within myself just from watching it for years. It's not necessarily that she's sad, it's not necessarily just she's happy to be in the presence of her Lord. The energy's agitated and it's overwhelming her. And her bodily reaction to that type of energy is she begins to weep. Uh uh everybody's different of how we respond to energy. What we need to figure out, though, is how to react to negative energy because some of us we 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 pop off. We mm-hmm. <laughs> we pop off. All right. Verse one twenty of Thor twenty. Can I ask a question and, real quick? Oh, I'm sorry, Venus. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I'm so sorry. I always forget <laughs> you. Go ahead. <laughs>
3: <laughs> anyway. Um, when you when when you talked about the the coral the coil of the snake, how it how it coils and wraps itself around is this something to well I know this is a symbolic symbol, but you know uh of course we all know about because you spoke about this before. Um the the former sign with the snake coiled around that whole thing.
1: The Caduceus?
3: Yes, that that that's what it's yes. called.
1: <laughs> yes, the Caduceus is talking about the spine and the chakras. Now, okay. see, that's,
3: that's mean, what I that's what I was thinking when you were the whole time you were talking about this, and I said, "This," I just was thinking that this had something to do with that.
1: Yes, very much. So, matter of fact, I'll describe it to you one more time to show you how it's right in your face, but if you don't know how to interpret a symbol. So let me first say this. Remember, the subconscious, or what we call higher self, or spiritual self, does not communicate with words. In English, like your mind and your normal conscious does, Subconscious deals with a language that deals with symbols, dreams imagination, pictures in your mind. That's how the subconscious communicates. So so subconsciously, when we see these symbols, they communicate to the subconscious, but they don't communicate to the conscious. And if one is not in tune with their subconscious, which is where all the data is, this is why I tried to describe it before, when a word comes from God, it goes first into the subconscious and then the subconscious then passes that information onto the conscious and then the conscious passes that information on to the mind. The mind then communicates with the brain and then the brain sends the signal to the solar plexus, which then triggers the part where you feel it in your gut that you know something.
0: Does that make sense? So or I can say it a different way. Spirit communicates
1: with spirit. Then spirit then flows and communicates that message to soul. Soul then communicates to the mind. Mind then communicates to the body. And then the body sends the signal to
0: let you know you know something that you previously didn't know. So, again, when we take away all the spooky spiritual stuff about how this works, do you see what I mean?
1: It's more natural. It's just a matter of knowing how to operate it, or pay
0: attention to when it's operating, so that you know how to just flow with it when it when it triggers. So 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 we we made it more complicated than 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 what it is. Um, so
1: if you can imagine the caduceus in your mind, what you see is a, is a pole. Venus, how many serpents? How many serpents are normally wrapped around the Caduceus?
3: You said how many serpents are wrapped around what?
1: Or how many serpents do you remember being wrapped around the Caduceus?
3: I believe it's two.
1: Okay, and that is correct. Two. You have one serpent to the right and one serpent head to the left, but their bodies are intertwined as one serpent. And then at the top of the pole, what's at the top of the pole? See if y'all remember. What's at the top of the pole, Sister Venus? Um,
4: Oh,
0: shoot. At the top of the
3: pole. I'm (laughs) sorry.
1: I'm sorry. I'm having a Rico moment over here. My mind went, Venus, you said, oh, shoot, and, um, my mind triggered to the day that I sent a text out, and I don't know, I accidentally text somebody, and they text back with, leave leave me the F alone, and all that stuff, and I thought, you not, oh, wow, yeah, I'm thinking to myself, oh, wow, Venus, man,
3: this is really I, did I didn't even know you talk
1: like this, oh, my goodness, <laughs> No, Wait, I'm there. sorry. That's why I said I, I had a Rico moment. I was like, "Go ahead, <laughs> I don't even
3: remember what's on the top, you know, because I only remember I only paid attention to the two serpents in the pole. Okay,
1: okay. Sister Samia, do you remember what's at the top of the Caduceus? I
2: thought it was a ball. <sighs> But, I, uh, but I went look, Some of the stars have
1: like a little ball at the top of it. Some of them do. But go ahead.
2: So um, I just happen to be looking at one. This one has like uh, wings, like a, like
0: wings,
2: wing, uh, wings,
1: oh, wings. Now keep wow. in mind wings. those wings. Those wings are symbolic. So now. If you had to try to interpret what you're seeing, Sister Samaya, whatever it is you look at that, you described it. What I wanted to hear: the wings. If you had yeah. to, to interpret what that means, what does it mean? The wings.
4: <laughs>
2: I don't know. <laughs> I mean, the first thing I thought about was the, about was the eagle, um, because the way it's spread out, that's the way it normally looks when they're detecting one. But um, I don't know. I always thought that this whole thing was sexual in nature.
0: Okay. Uh,
1: sexuality plays a, a part in it. Because you're dealing with the male and the feminine aspect of nature. Positive,
0: negative.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: Opposite to track. Okay. Okay. Sister sister Jay Hi. If you had to try to interpret what the Caduceus is really symbolizing, what's it saying? <clears throat> the energy... The energy flying in your in your body. <laughs> the energy flying in your body. Okay,
1: okay, okay. So, what the Caduceus is showing you? Again, remember the serpents represent energy going up the spine, up the chakras. The ball at the top represents the crown chakra. And when those serpents reach that crown chakra, it then gives the ability of flight. But flight to where? This is now a person who can travel planes.
0: This is now a person
1: who has like I tried to explain, they are so in tune with the other dimensions that they are not trapped in the world of matter. They can they can go to different planes at their own will for the most part. Again, this is why these sciences can be very dangerous because you, you teach this stuff to the wrong person and then they abuse it and they put themselves in harm's way. Um, I just got a call today about meeting with a,
0: a a sister who
1: had a genuine gift and somehow she got deluded and she conjured. She, well, based on what she explained to me today, she conjured Lilith, and I
3: was like, "Oh wow, yeah baby, no, oh wow, just oh wow." And I asked her, "Well,
1: what would make you what would make you conjure Lilith?" And she said, "Because what I read, and if I made a pact with her, she would give me anything I wanted, Any All story short, she conjured this thing and made a pact with it." Then, uh, then, then gave it permission to take over her, to into her body,
0: to oh her. And,
1: and now she's dealing with all kinds of crazy stuff. Uh, they, they told me she she's tried to kill herself. She has moments where one minute she could be in mid conversation with you, and then her eyes roll in the back of her head, and then another boy starts talking, and it ain't her. And the family's terrified because they don't know what to do. They don't know if she's crazy. Or or what? And so I told her. I told the family that she's not crazy. I said, it sounds to me like she she met a she met a critter because so she figured out how to astral project and go to different planes, and she encountered a critter. And this critter this critter manipulated her, and now he's got he's got control over her energy. And I said, so that's all. She just needs to be free from it. And they ask, "Well, oh, can you come today?" No, oh, I can't come today. I can't. Like the the right? Like let's let's get this over with. So, um, so again, the Caduceus deals with energy, and this is why you see it in most most health fields because. Your health depends on your energy. Again, the higher ups won't tell you this, but you all get you all get the point of what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Now, there are some in the in the medical field who have no clue what this means. All they know is that it deals with medicine. But they don't they don't know what it means. It, it's kind of like I told somebody yesterday because we were talking about um uh, DMX about to the die. They were saying he was supposed to die today and sure enough he died today. God rest yeah. his soul. Yeah. But we were talking about we were talking about the music industry. And how it came up, what what I'm about to say was they were talking about how, you know, the media was saying he did a he O D'd on drugs and this and that and I said, Well here's the only thing I dispute. I said over the last year or two this man had changed his life, was getting closer to God, was preaching, doing the best he can, but he kept making videos where he was explaining to people why he left the music industry. In the last few videos he did, DMX, or I still did that, I don't know what that man's real name is, but um, he described some deep, detailed things about the music industry. And one of the things he described, he said, he said, you know, he said a lot of a lot of artists get labeled Illuminati, and he said and that ain't the case. He said a lot of these cats, and I'm repeating how he said, a lot of these cats aren't are not even in the Illuminati. He said, but what's going on is, he said, their producers and the music directors are the ones involved in this stuff. And he explained, he said, you know, he said, this is how it works. He said, they get an artist, and then the artist basically becomes a slave to them. They tell you what to eat. They tell you what to wear. They tell you what you can say, what you can't say, where you go, where you can't go. And he said, and then when it comes down to the satanic stuff, he said, so when the artist gets there to do a video shoot, they're just there to do the video shoot and the choreographer and the director and all them. They're cahoots with each other. And he said, so they tell them how to stand, what to do with their hands. And he said, and these guys don't know what they're doing, let alone he said the symbolism that they put in the background of these videos. He said a lot of them don't even know what it means. They just getting paid. And he said, and the reason they do this, he said, because. DMX explained it's attacking our children's minds, it's attacking their minds, and unfortunately, he said the artists are being used as puppets to get the, get the young people's attention.
0: And um,
1: uh, and so I was telling the people, you know, it's awfully funny to me how every time a music artist tells the truth about what's going on in their industry, they end up OD somewhere. So, my question was, <laughs> yeah. is, 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 is everybody in the music industry, is that how they died? They just od you know? Me and Mom were talking the other day, because I can't remember how I brought it up about Robert Williams, and she said, well, you know Robert Williams, there Rico. <laughs> since we go. I said, since when? Went, you was talking about, you was talking about you didn't like uh, the new Jumanji. Oh, yeah, I didn't like the new Jumanji, because that ain't <laughs> they how the original went. And Mom said... Uh, I, I told mom, I said, they should remake it. And she said, well, it wouldn't be the same without Robin Williams.
4: I said, no, all you
1: got to do is just call him up and put him in the movie again. Mom said, Rico, you know Robin Williams is dead. Who says when? Did nobody tell me nothing?
4: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, I it, so I'm up and down that Robin Williams ain't dead, but I looked it up. And sure enough, they said he committed suicide. And I just mm-hmm. was in unbelief about it. Like, I, I don't know. I heard nothing about this.
4: So mm-hmm. I asked
1: Mom, I said, Mama, what did he kill himself for? Mom didn't know. So I looked it up, and as I was looking. I was seeing all these posts about how the Illuminati killed him. Even his wife had made statements and so on. But the ultimate thing they had was why he killed
0: himself was because he had dementia. And I was so confused. So dementia makes you kill yourself now. Hmm. I'm not making fun. What you say, Sister John?
1: ain't never said nothing about,
0: uh, he had dementia.
1: That's what they tried to say, but anyway. This is what the Caduceus actually represents. Is dealing with this word Kundalini, or the force that is residing in every human being that just needs to be activated. Jesus called it being born again. So when you're born again, as 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 Scripture talks about, or being born from above, as I keep trying to explain, is the reactivation or the reconnection. You. You 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 got access to that force. It's just a matter of stirring it up. All right, read verse one twenty, please. Versura twenty.
0: But the devil, but the devil whispered to him, saying, "O oh, Adam, shall I show you the tree of immortality and power that wastes not away?" Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, so so what did the devil ask him? Did he want to know? Can, can uh Im- immortality and uh energy? Okay. So temple
1: why secret societies are headstrong on finding
0: immortality. Now but what's interesting is this. Go to Acts chapter three. Energy is life, and life is energy. Depending on how... Acts chapter three. Acts chapter 3.
1: I'm sorry, Acts chapter 13. Acts chapter 13, don't hate me.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Acts chapter 13, and we're going to jump down to verse 30. Well, 34, verse 34. So, it says, and as concerning
1: that he raised him up from the dead, now no more to return to corruption, he said on this wise, I will give you the sure mercies of David. Wherefore, he said also in another psalm, thou shalt not suffer the Holy One to see Corruption. And for the second time, we won't go back to the Psalms, but I will confirm that there is a Psalm that does talk about the Holy One coming, but that he would not see corruption, making reference to Jesus. For David, after he had served his own generation by the will of God, fell asleep and was laid with his fathers and saw corruption. But he whom God raised again saw no corruption. Be it known unto you, therefore, men and brethren, that through this man is preached unto you forgiveness of sins, and by him all that believe are justified from all things which they could not be justified by the law of Moses. Beware, therefore, lest that come upon you which is spoken of. In the prophet. So stop for a minute. The context that we've read thus far is dealing with the resurrection of Jesus. And without rehashing that whole story, we know the three days, the three nights, and then he gets up, he leaves the tomb. The part that I want you to focus on is where it says here, Beware, therefore, lest that come upon you which is spoken of by the prophet. What was spoken by the prophet, verse 41, behold, you despisers, and wonder, and perish. For I work a work in your days, a work which you shall in no wise believe, though a man declare it unto you. So, apparently, what's being quoted here is a prophecy that talks about despisers and those who would wonder. Because God would do something that would be so unbelievable that even if a man tried to explain it, you 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 you're not gonna get it. So let's go back to the prophecy so you see
0: clearly what why this is being brought up. So go to uh, Hab- Habakkuk chapter one.
1: you
3: know I always, thought was, I always thought it was pronounced a doctor a no I don't know how I, I just always thought it was
1: pronounced a well I used to think Hebrew man, Hebrew i so
3: Hebrew Oh, sorry. You get it, Hebrews, Hebrews,
1: not the woman, <laughs> bruised, He Hebrews, <laughs> right? <laughs> okay, how about how, however you say this man's name? And we're gonna look at verse five, where God tells the prophet, "Behold, ye among the heathen." And regard and wonder marvelously. And wonder marvelously. For I will work a work in your days which
0: you will not believe, though it be told to you. Jump down to verse 12. Art thou from everlasting, O Lord my God, my Holy One? We
1: shall not... Die, O Lord, thou hast ordained them for judgment, and, O mighty God, thou hast established them for correction. In verse 12, where it says, we shall not die. This is the work that is being described that God says in those days they won't believe. We shall not die. Now, even today, when you bring up this subject of immortality, that there will be a generation that will not understand death in the sense of what we understand death. Even today, people feel gulp or laugh about it. Um, and as I always say, when you understand what the Scripture tells us about immortality, is it's not for everybody. It's not saying nobody's going to die. But it is saying that there will come a generation that will not Go. So let me show
0: you something else. Um, go to John 11. So in John 11, very familiar story of when Jesus raised
1: Lazarus from the dead. And we're going to look down at verse
0: 23. Sister Jayhawk, can you start there for me, please? John eleven twenty three. Jesus saith unto her, thy brethren shall rise again. Martha saith unto him, I know that he shall rise again in the resurrection at the last day. Jesus said unto her, I am the resurrection and the life. He that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. And whosoever liveth and believeth, me shall never die. Believest thou this? She okay. said unto him, "Stop there! Stop there! Stop there!" So, this for those few verses that you just read, what did Jesus say? Those, if if you die, if you die, you gonna you gonna come back alive, and if you believe, believe. If you live and believe, you will never die. Okay. So, for somebody, do you see the same thing? Um, I think
2: when he says I am the resurrection and the life, I think that as we live through him, that is life, everlasting life.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Now, stop there. I'm going to back off what you just said. So one thing that we need to understand, and we heard it while we were walking in Christianity, but it's the same thing today. So
0: Jesus said, I come to give you life and that more abundantly. Life and that more abundantly. So, sisters, somebody when you hear that scripture...
1: What does that interpret in your soul when you hear Jesus say, "I come to give you life,
0: and that more abundantly"? Um,
2: Well, I I think it. it, I think it's. How can I say this? I think it's somewhat um,
0: the same or similar to what I was saying before. Um yeah. I, I think it's the
2: the same thing being said in a different way.
0: Okay, okay, okay. Uh so hod when you hear Jesus say those words, what is what comes to your mind? That he's trying to tell her that He is. He is the. I'm trying to to find the right word. Not literally. Not literally raising from the dead. But he
1: is the the resurrection. He the resurrection of the of the word of the,
0: the the true way. Okay. Okay, and this is Venus.
3: Um, <clears throat> one of the things that, what I get when he says our time be life more abundantly is it's the fact what really stands out to me is that okay, we all know that we all are living and we have life. Because it's clear after that we all are are breathing and and everything. But I think that it takes it a little step more further because since we're talking about the energy and the rule law and things of that nature, I I think in this aspect, Jesus is saying that even though you, you have life, but you don't understand the real true life that I've given you far as this energy, this spirit, the spirit of man that's in you, that can rise above everything in this physical aspect form of life that we call life. Okay. And okay. I guess to truly live, to truly live your life is to truly be free.
0: Okay. Now. We've all heard
1: this scripture pretty much all of our church life. Yes? We've all heard it over and over again. Jesus came and said, I come to give you life and that more abundantly, right?
4: Right. We've read it,
1: but we don't quite understand what Jesus was saying because we tried to interpret this with a Western mindset and we didn't quite catch what Jesus was saying. So let me prove something to you and we'll close with this tonight and we'll pick it up on Sunday. So go to Matthew 10. Sister Samaya, not Sister Samaya, Sister Venus, are you in a position mm-hmm. to tell me a, a Greek word tonight?
2: Yep.
0: Okay. So Matthew 10. Mm-hmm. So in Matthew 10, we are going to look at verse thirty. Um, let's look at verse 37.
1: Actually, let's start at verse 38 for the second time. Verse 38. So verse 38 in red, Jesus says, and he that taketh not his cross and followeth after me is not worthy of me. He that findeth his life shall lose it. And he that loses his life for my sake shall find it. Pretty straight to the point, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But here's this key word, life. Remember Jesus said, I come to give you life and that more abundantly. So here we have Jesus saying that uh, uh, if a person finds their life, they'll lose it. But if a person loses their life, they'll find it. So, this is Venus. Can you tell me what the word life is there in verse
3: 38? Uh-huh. It is G5590. It's Psukaha, P-S-O-O-K-H-A-Y. I don't know if I said it right. Or another way of
1: saying it is just psyche.
3: Okay, psyche. Okay. And the definition says breath, the breath of life. The vital force which, and it makes the body and. Wait a minute. Where, where are you
1: at? Wait a minute. Where are you at? Where are you at?
3: I'm reading the file. The the file definition.
0: Which
1: which in verse thirty nine? Did I say thirty eight or thirty nine?
3: You said thirty nine. I'm at thirty
1: nine. And it's giving you what 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 word?
3: It gives the word spike spikey
0: at Go ahead. The
3: translation is P S U C H E.
1: Okay. Now I want you to go down to strong. So we're in the right word. Okay. Okay. I wasn't reading Yeah, I
3: wasn't reading the strong version. I got
1: you. Go straight to Strong.
3: Okay. Okay, it says from breath that is by implication, spirit, abstractly or concretely, the animal centric principle only thus distinguished on the one hand from which is the rational and morality, immorality, soul, immorality, immorality and on the other from which is male vitality, even of plant, these terms thus exactly correspond retrospectively to the Hebrew and heart, like mind, soul of you.
1: Okay, so
3: remember when we
1: did a study on psyche, psyche pretty much goes back
0: to the mind. The mind, the, the animal the animal part of you, mind, just
1: life. So when Jesus said here, he who finds his life shall lose it, and he who loses his life shall find it, if I interpret the word psyche to what we call psyche today, mind, what Jesus said was, if you lose your mind, you'll find it. But if you find your mind, you'll lose it. Okay. Okay. Take a ponder on that for a minute.
0: Yeah, that's <laughs> um, ponder on that. If you lose
1: yeah. your mind, you'll actually find it. But if you find it, you'll actually lose it. Does that make any sense to you, sister Samaya? <laughs> <laughs>
2: it does <laughs> on some level. <laughs> right. You gotta get
1: crazy. So <laughs> so, so to take all the 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 confusion out of it, what Jesus is saying when it comes to your mind, if you really want to find who you are, lose yourself. Mm -hmm. Lose everything you think you are. Let all that go, and then you will really figure out who you are when you take all the labels off. Take all Mm -hmm. what our parents told us. Take all what people around us told us. Take all that off, and you will actually find your true self and live it out. The other thing about finding your true self is once you realize who your true self is, be you. Wow. Right. right. Like for instance, like for instance, when I go out in public and I have my toe bone and my goofy, people ask y'all, well, what culture is that? Me?" That's my answer to people when they say, well, "What culture is that? Me?" This is this is me. I had a preacher not too long ago tell me, he said, man, he said, what are these called? I said, thobes. He said, you're going to end up starting a new trend in the church. you going to have preachers walking around wearing thobes. He said, he said, you be, you be having some bad thobes on, you know? And he said, you know, you're going to be a trendsetter. Start, you're going to have people kind of wear thobes now. And I, we laughed about it. I told the preacher, I said, I'm just, I'm just me. That that's just who I am, you know. I've always been that weird one, you know. I, I got pictures, y'all. I got pictures. Some of y'all seen them. Some of y'all haven't. I used to have a Matrix code. You remember Neo? Y'all remember <laughs> in, in Matrix Neo? You
4: remember my <laughs> Matrix code, <coach> sister?
1: John? <laughs> <You know? laughs> Ooh, wait. Yeah, ma'am. I used to have that long matrix coat that went all the way down to your ankles, and I wore that matrix coat everywhere. And I dared you to say something to me. I dare you. I dare you. I leaned back on you in a heartbeat. Um, some of y'all saw me in my cowboy hat and my cowboy boots with my tight jeans on my big belt buckle with D on. You know, that's just who I am. You know right i i that's just me, and you mm-hmm. gotta get to a point where you don't have to be embarrassed about being you. that's who you right. are right right, and either either people will like you or they won't, but we don't change who we are once we figure out who we are on the opinions of others i am right. who I am by the grace of God,
3: right.
0: You know,
1: I tell you guys all the time, people ask me all the time, do you talk about anything else besides God? For the most part, I don't. I mean, I do talk about other things, but it always comes back to God, because that's just who I am. <laughs> that's, just, that's just me. And if you are a person that's constantly thinking about the Lord, talking about, I talk to Sister j all the time, every conversation we have just about, is about the scriptures, God, Sister j J-Hobby had her own Bible studies.
4: <laughs>
1: <laughs> she loves me. I tell Mr. J-Hobby, go get your Bible. Read this scripture real quick. And the same way we have Claire, that's, that's conversations with me and j Hobby on the regular. And I remember one day she, she got irritated because she asked me a question and I was trying to answer. And she said, dang it, Rico, just answer the questions. I, you want to go all the <laughs> way around. She said, "If somebody asks you why is the apple red, you want to go back and tell them about how the seed got to go in the ground, and then the water come down and hits the seed, just, and the tree starts get, to grow." Get just, to just,
3: get, just get to the point. <laughs> I'm like, Lord, I'm that way too. I'm like, get to the point.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and there's days, there's
1: days where I be in my mode, and I'm just going. So Jai will politely just stop me and say, "Okay, you said all that to say what? What? What what's the point?
3: <laughs> <laughs> it's too, too early in the morning. I ain't had coffee yet.
1: Oh, it's seven it's three in the morning, and you on ten. <laughs> okay. So, so, so you see, Jesus is talking about. Uh, if you lose your life, you gain it. I'm sorry, if you lose your life, yeah, if you lose your life, you gain it. And if you gain your life, you lose it. But we
0: see this word life is psyche. Now I'll go over to John 10. John 10. And we'll start at verse 7. So in verse 7, it
1: says, Then said Jesus unto them again, Verily I say unto you, I am the door of the sheep. And you know what? Let's go up to verse 1 because I want you to get the context of this. I'm going to kill two birds with one stone as we end this tonight. Verse 1, Verily, verily I say unto you, he that entereth not by the door. Into the sheep boat, but climbeth up some other way, the same as a thief and a robber. But he that entereth by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him the porter openeth, and the sheep hear his voice, and he calleth his own sheep by name, and he leads them out. And when he puteth forth his own sheep, he goeth before them, and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. And a stranger they will not follow, but will flee from him, for they know not the voice of strangers. This parable, so now we know that the story of the sheep in the door is a parable that Jesus was saying. This was not literal teaching. He was given a parable. This parable spake Jesus unto them, but they understood not what things uh, were which he spake to them. Then Jesus said unto them, Verily I say unto you, I am the door of the sheep, and, the, and that ever came all that ever came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not hear them. I am the door. By me if any man enter in he shall be saved, and shall go in and out and find pasture. The thief cometh not but for the still kill, and destroy, and I am come that they might have life and have it more abundantly. So now I want you to jump down to verse,
0: uh, let's start at verse 24. Well, 23. So you already know the part about what we just read.
1: Jesus told a parable. So in verse 23, this is putting the whole story in context, so now the statement will make sense that you heard all your church life. As Jesus walked into the temple of Solomon's porch, then came the Jews round about him and said, How long do you make us doubt? If you be the Christ, tell us plainly. Jesus answered and said, I told you and you believed me not. The works that I do in my Father's name, they bear witness of me. So, Jesus mentions, the father, right? Mm-hmm. But you believe not because you are not of my sheep as I said unto you. My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. I give unto them eternal life, and they shall never perish. Neither shall any man pluck them out my hand. My father which gave them me is greater than all and no man is able to pluck them out of my Father's hand. I and my Father are one. So when you take verse 30 out of context, you now make Jesus say he and God are the same person. But when you read it in context, that's not what Jesus just said. Everybody see that?
0: Okay, so now I want you to jump back up to verse um, uh, 10.
1: <laughs> the thief cometh not, but for to steal, and to kill, and to destroy. I am come that they might have life, and that more abundantly. Sister Venus, can you
0: tell us what the word life there is in verse ten? Yep,
3: yeah, it's G T C C, and it's
1: Z. Okay, stop there. So Greek interliner, Greek dictionary, 222, comes back to the word zoe.
0: So zoe is different than psyche. Everybody Mm -hmm. agree? Mm -hmm. One English word, life,
1: but two different words. So the life that Jesus is now talking about is not the life that he was talking about in Matthew 10. Matthew 10 was talking about our mental this life is not talking about psyche. This is talking about something different. So the life that Jesus said He came to give is not the same as what He was talking about. Okay, so Sister Venus, can you go straight to strongs, please? Or actually, do the um, do do the uh, uh how you say it, Tina?
3: B D D B D D. It gives a Pharaoh It's a fail definition.
1: What's what what's
3: Thayer say? Thayer says life, the state of one who possesses a vitality vent- or uh, is animate. Every living soul. Number two. Life of absolute fullness of life, both essential and ethical, which belongs to God and through him both To the hypostatic logos into Christ in whom the logos sit on human nature.
1: Okay, stop there. So we'll pick this up on Sunday because this goes further into your process and immortality. But you'll notice here that it says, Zoe... It, it, a, a, a basic definition I can give you for Zoe to end class tonight is this. Zoe is the life of God, the energy of God. So when Jesus said, I come to give you life and that more abundantly, he's not talking about psyche as he was in the scripture before. He's talking about a higher type of life, the God type of life, the God hyper energy. In other words, I have come to infuse you with the God energy. And not only just infuse you with it, but make you abundant with it. And if you remember before Jesus departed, he breathed on his disciples and he told them, receive ye
3: Mm -hmm. Holy Spirit.
1: And this is before the day of Pentecost. So in other words, a reconnection took place to the breath. And when you understand your reconnection to breath, not just breathing see tina said something earlier and I, and i'm uh, piggyback off of that there's a difference between just naturally breathing and then intentionally
0: breathing there's a big difference okay ask this question how many of you when you eat you think about the
1: food you actually pull the nutrients and the energy out the food as you eat.
3: Or do you just eat? <laughs> I, it depends on if you're hungry. <laughs> I
2: savor the food. Savor? Yeah, that, that that's
1: close to in, intentionally
0: uh uh you know, like
1: for instance, even in eating, we don't eat properly. Most people we don't know how to chew. There is a particular method of how we are to chew our food to get all the energy and nutrients out of it. When you just bite and swallow, you you missing the energy that you need,
3: right?
2: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, I get that. <laughs> now, you somebody know, will slow. say, well, that
1: sounds more like a health kick than it is spiritual, but you miss it. Our spiritual life has to be balanced out with our physical life. If my body is unhealthy, I cannot truly enjoy a deep spiritual enlightenment. I can only go so far. But if my health is intact and my spiritual health is intact and they balance out, you all get what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. So even with eating, when we don't eat properly, it can mess us up the same way with breathing. You can breathe automatically, which is what the body automatically does, or you can step into intentional, intentionally breathing, which kind of goes back to what Tina was saying when you go into meditation and then you purposely breathe a certain way to take in prana, hold the prana in, let the prana flow through the blood veins, let the prana sink into the chest. And as the air is in your lungs, extract the, extract the life out of it. When you intentionally do this, you begin to realize how different you feel. If you just even meditate for 15 minutes and focus on your breath, focus on your breathing, by the time 15 minutes is over, I promise you, you'll feel the difference. You'll feel the tingly sensations. You'll feel all that. There's more to breathing than what we've been taught. Okay? Mm -hmm. Um, um, So, last thing I want you to do is this. I want each of you to find the object in the room that you're in. Any object in that room, find it. Sister j you got
0: an object? Yeah, got it.
1: Everybody got an object that you focused on? Mm -hmm. Yes. Okay, so for one quick moment, I want
0: you to think on the object. Just think about it. What it is, how it feels, how
1: how it came about. Now in the midst of you thinking about the object,
0: now I want you to interrupt your talk and I want you to now think about what's thinking about the object. Did that confuse you? Mm mm. Okay, so Sister Samaya. I'll start with you. The part that thought about the object, how could you describe that?
2: Well, the part that thought about the object was thinking about the thought. <laughs> the thought.
4: <laughs>
0: so, so, okay. Sister J I, how how did that go for you? Um, it it went to my brain. So so was it your brain that thought about it? It no it wasn't my brain that thought about it, but
1: it it was working through my brain. Put it that way. Okay. Okay.
3: The what was your take on it? Oh, well, what I was looking at, I was just thinking about the texture of the object, how shiny it is. And I wonder if I okay. can move it if I can stand at it.
0: <laughs> I got you. Um.
1: So the part that I told you to think about what was thinking about the object was to get you to realize or kind of in tune yourself with yourself. (laughs) Since Samaya said it very closely. The thought, thought about, why did you say it, Samaya? Say it again.
2: (laughs) My thoughts were thinking
0: about the thoughts. Okay. So the thoughts, thinking about the thoughts. And what this
1: was to try to kind of push you to, and we'll, we'll pick it up a little bit deeper on, on Sunday, is by thinking about what was thinking about the object that caused you to have the thoughts, you realize that there's something internal in you that can, that can be the medium of observing things and analyzing and then interpreting to you what it is you're looking at. So for the fact that you were able to think about what you were, I done got tongue tied. Uh, you were able to look, think about what you thought about, right? From a different perspective, lets you know that your thoughts and you are not the same thing. But there is a part of you that analyzes the thoughts that then interpret those thoughts to you to tell you what we will call reality is or is not
4: so therefore
1: going back to your energy depending on what energy is flowing through your wheels will also affect perception if you have dark energy flowing through you your perception will be dark yes
2: yeah. yes yeah.
1: if you have the pure life of god flowing through you
0: your perspective on things are going to be from a god like
1: mindset
0: so even your energy affects your thoughts. So this is why it is important to learn how to protect your own
1: energy. Protect it. How do you do that? We'll get into that a little bit deeper on Sunday. But learn that. We're going to learn. Protect your energy. Protect your energy. Okay. So um tomorrow night, I will send you all out a text. I believe based on my
0: charting, hold on, let me look real quick.
4: Um,
0: tomorrow at, what's today? Today's the night. Today the ninth. is the ninth mm-hmm. so the moon the moon will rise um, uh, let me see what did I write down? Have you all noticed that the moon been out all day here lately? <coughs>
1: mhm.
3: Um
2: I have not. Um I I don't get out a lot these
3: days. <laughs>
2: I
1: <laughs> Tita, Tita I don't get out a
2: lot these days. I of
1: yes, there's a lot I um, like I told you all, we 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 have a, uh, a a a nice show this year for um the sky. The next few weeks and months, the 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 sky is gonna give
0: us a a big show. Um,
2: Red Lobster rainbows today too.
0: Red Lobster did what? <laughs> <laughs>
2: You're Are hungry. you hungry, Kyle? You're hungry. Maybe a little. Maybe
1: a little. What did you say?
2: I said we had lots of rainbows, too.
1: Oh, I thought you said red, <laughs> long. Seriously, what? 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 red, long? <laughs> I like crab legs. I like. <laughs> okay, so tomorrow, the moon will rise uh, at uh 6:50 in the morning the moon rises at 6:50 in the morning tomorrow
0: huh
2: you said the, the moon will rise
0: yes the moon will rise at 6:50 a.m. in the morning the moon now, or the sun the moon will rise
1: at 6:50 that's why i try to tell you uh, see, again, this one of those things that i just never taught a class on, and, and it happens every year like clockwork, and most of us just don't know it. But that's what the winter solstice is really all about, the balancing of light and dark. So during winter time, it gets dark early. So that's the part mm-hmm. where darkness seems to try to battle with light. But then at the winter solstice, the sun makes its path, that final path, and then it balances itself out again, and then light conquers the darkness, and then light and darkness are equal. So that's why during this time of the year, the sun and the moon rise at the same time because both light and dark are equal. They're at a balance. and positive, Negative energy and positive energy are balanced. Until we get to another interval, which would be the fall equinox, um, oh summer equinox, summer equinox, and then it starts to go off balance again. This is every year. If you really think about it, we get a chance to see the struggle between light and darkness, positive, negative, and positive always wins in the end. But it's a show that we get a chance to see every year and just most don't know about this show and don't pay attention to it. So, yeah, mm-hmm. during this time, the sun and the moon rise about the same time. And that's why if you look out early in the morning, when the sun's coming up, right around funnier time, you actually see the moon sitting right across from the sun in broad daylight. Oh,
2: yeah. yeah, yeah, I've seen that.
1: Okay, and 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 that and that's why you see it that way. So the moon will rise, but we won't be able to see the crescent until sunset. Once the sun sets, then I'll be able to determine if we're going to have a crescent or not. Now, I can tell you now by looking at the, the sky yesterday and looking at it today, it's going to be a 50-50 because of the fact that we got storms coming in. And if it's cloudy, we won't be able to see it. But Mom mom brought it to my attention that this might be one of those years that God does what he did that one year when we were out and it was cloudy, and I asked God, just let me see it just one second. And the cloud moved away just for a quick second, uh-huh. and we got a chance to see that crescent for like one second, and then all of a sudden the clouds came back, and it was like it, it, it never happened. It's like, mm-hmm. thank you all lot. That was so special. Too. I felt so special yeah. that year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Keep the party going. We're going to let him go and see this crap. Keep the party going. So, but anyway, mm-hmm. um, either way, I'll send a text tomorrow evening um, after the sunset to let you all know whether we will start fasting Sunday morning or Monday morning. Um, I again stress to you all, if you physically cannot do the month fast, do not stress yourself to do it. And if you can't do it because of health reasons or whatever reasons, do not feel bad. Do not beat yourself up. It is the intention that God looks at. So if you intend to do it, but because of medications or whatever the case is, you can't fully do it. Do what you can do, and Allah honors that. Amen. We we not doing the whole condemnation thing, and if you don't fast if you ate while the sun was still up. You you're, you're going to uh, 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 hell fire for you. <laughs> hellfire for you. I want I want us as a group collectively this year to truly experience the spiritual dimension. Of this fast and not be focused on if you're doing it right, doing it wrong. Is it just right? I want to focus on that this year. I want us to focus on really letting our hearts connect with God and really tapping into his energy and experiencing this for ourselves this year. So that by, by midway through this fast and by the end of this fast, we each have some type of testimony uh, from day one up until by the time we're done of Things that we've experienced different in ourselves of getting closer to God and his spirit. Amen? Amen. Amen. Yeah. All right. So we'll finish the rest of this on Sunday. Everybody get some rest. Tina, you back to you back Columbus or are you still here?
2: Uh, no, I'm in actually,
1: actually, I see a text from you right here that I guess I didn't see this earlier.
2: <laughs> I was wondering if you had. Yeah, I just
1: I just saw it now.
2: Okay. Yeah, so um I'm in Columbus and this is gonna this year is gonna be different for me because I usually have the solitude of my own home, you know. And um that you all know what I'm dealing with and on top of that I'm dealing with smoke, cigarette smoke, which makes me, you know, nauseated. So it's gonna be a challenge. It really is gonna be right. a challenge, but I have a desire, I wanna do it. So
4: Amen. I just want to,
2: you know, do it. You know, uh but I'll see how that goes. I'm glad you prefaced it with what you said, you know, um, but I realize going into this it's gonna be quite a challenge.
1: Amen. You got Kingdom Energy family standing
2: with you. Amen.
1: And 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 we praying you through this and but do you know this. There is no arena the guy has put you in that he didn't already have pre-planned to put you in. And obviously, a lot of those you can deal with this. And mm-hmm. he has crushed you with this match. And he has mm-hmm. put you in the ring with the opponent. So, Tina, don't want to go to black belt on it. Just go black belt. That's how you got to do it. Just go black belt. Just go straight black belt on it. <laughs> yeah. So, I hear you. So... So I pray for each of us this be a successful fast for us. And again, whether that means you fast every day for the month, whether that means you only did two weeks out, That however we do it, that's between us and our Creator. What matters the most is I want us all to get a little closer to our Lord in this season. So by the time this fast is over, we're not the same person we were on day one. By the time we get to day thirty,
2: Amen, Amen, Amen.
1: Mm-hmm. I told a lot the other mm-hmm. day. I want to have a sister Tina experience this year. One, I uh-huh. think it was the year before, Tina had did uh, Ramadan, and she was talking one day and was saying, "By the time I think it was about oh. day seven, we had got to, and you were saying how how refreshed you felt, and, and how, you know it was like your your clarity was open." And' I'm like yeah that that's that's the testimony I'm saying this year, okay, yeah, <laughs> this is enough, yeah. <laughs> yes,
2: yeah. may we all have it, yes,
1: amen, mm-hmm. and then the one thing mm-hmm. I'm focused on, and that's why I said over the next few weeks we will break these chakras down. One of the main things I'm focused on is allowing each chakra to be touched and activated so that the spiritual side of this person can really come forth the way God intends it to be uh to come forth. And um Amen. and, 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 and inshallah we will be successful in tying scripture to chakra so that you all understand it is scriptural and we, we are all comfortable and we realize it ain't the devil and this is something that God has invited us to so that we can become more spiritual people. Yes. We call metaphysical, call it whatever we want, but it is really
0: I just want us all to get closer to God. Amen. 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 All right.